I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the very latest edition of the Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow if you haven't done so already on Twitter. We are at Premier View Pod. On Facebook, our page is the Premier View Podcast and on Instagram, where we are Premier View Podcast. We have up-to-the-minute news on all things Tip GAA across all our socials, plus the odd giveaway, so don't miss out. If you're a Spotify listener, don't forget to hit follow and also hit the bell so that you never miss a podcast episode. We are now delighted to introduce our new sponsor, Orga Retro. Go retro with orgaretro.com specialists in county retro style clothing. Get yourself organised for 2023. Okay, we're getting the bands back together here, lads. So 95 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Uh, big weekend. Competitive action is back. Tip versus Leash in the stadium at five o'clock tomorrow, Saturday. Hearty Cup action on Sunday, and the Tip footballers are out Sunday as well. But the Tip team was named last night. I have to admit that when I saw it, I was very excited, and that's why I wanted to do a pod. I think it's a great team. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, Sean, what do you reckon? Yes, the team kind of surprised it. Some of the names mentioned rolling straight back in after travels a six. Um, you know, and half back from there with Brian O'Mara and Brian O'Reilly side looks just gives that kind of you said, Mike, and it gives that kind of feeling that championship ain't far away. Um Jason Ford to the bench. I think he's now in niggles, so that probably rules him out. He might get a few minutes, but hopefully the forwards instead of Jason can step up because we did say it last day. We can't rely on Jason Scoiber thing and the rest of the lads only chip in one point. We need a bit of a, someone to kind of, a marksman, apart from Jason, to step in. And you know, there's people there that can do it. Yeah. In the, um, Brian O'Mara and Garoda Connor have been 
doing very well for UL in, in the fits there the last couple of years and uh, getting a start with Tip tomorrow night. O'Mara, of course, went travelling last year and had that injury two years ago, but great to see those two lads in Tip jersey tomorrow evening. Absolutely. Look, if going by their Fitzgibbon form, like, and they're only, what, 23 years of age, Ad, they could be the centre forward and the centre back for the county for the, for the next decade if, if injuries allow and performances allow, obviously. I've, I've seen all the UL's matches this year, like the, the two of them are very, very, they're just probably standout players on the team. And considering the, the quality that UL have on their team, that's no mean feat. Like, Gordo kind of scored five points from play the last day i seen him. And just, he seems to have added a lot to his game. I think he's, his pace has really improved. There was one stage they played um, Twist Midwest, which is actually LIT, and I'm going to call him LIT. <laughs> um, but Alan Tyne took off after him in a straight run, and he absolutely burned him. Gordo O'Connor burned him. Um, that's not something you'd really associate if you had the two of them coming up against each other, and you, you'd, um, you'd have assumed that Alan probably was well-renowned for his pace, would have been able to catch up with him, but He's a fair unit of a chap, and he's he's put on a bit of size. His free taking is very impressive. Um, he's scoring from play, as I said. I'm sure Brian O'Mara is just your stereotypical centre back. I'm surprised he's at actually at wing back. I, I would have assumed that they would have bedded him into centre back and put Rowan on the wing. And they could ha- that could happen yet. Um, but um, maybe it's a factor that Rowan hasn't played many games that they're just leaving him centre back to try and acclimatise to the, the pace of him. Um, that'll probably be a change in the come championship. Yeah. Um, Groda Connor is a guy that's interested me now for the last 12 months. I saw him play at Fitz last year against LIT and I thought he was outstanding that night. Um, and he's, I thought he got a raw deal last year. I, I know it probably wasn't a great tip set up anyway. And I know he carried an eagle, but he got put on in two games. And it was when the games were kind of gone from tip at the time and thrown on a, a young lad in his first championship action to try and. Stating the ship for Tip probably wasn't very fair on him, was it? No, it wasn't fair on him. No, it was very strange at the time, actually. Yeah, it was, he came on against Clare. Yeah, with 10 to go, I'd say, yeah. 10 to go, he didn't get near the ball. And, you know, he's he can be cumbersome looking when the ball's not dropping for him. He looks he looked a bit awkward in the day, but no, I think he has improved in that regard to his game. He's, he seems very fit. And he, he's a big chap. Like, he's a real physical presence there. And we've seen it in the few uh, Monster League games, even against Clare. He was catching balls out of the sky, which we haven't had a half forward like that for a long time. That's he caught two or three great balls for puckouts. Um, so you, you'd be hanging your hat on him really producing it. Um, and he's a great backup option to have on freeze, as I said. Like if Jason gets injured, you know you have Noel there, John there, but you need the you need the options for freeze there if if, if Jason isn't isn't hitting them well, which to be fair, he didn't really hit them too well in the Monster League, but I know conditions are bad, but you know, he's just a great option to have there. Absolutely. Um, Column uh, experimentation again, I suppose, in, in two positions. Um, your fellow Tom Melman is up in the forwards and we, he'd be renowned as, as a backman, but he, he's, he's keeping that number 10 short and Mighty Breen at fullback. Um, Kendi is interesting at wing forward going into competitive games, isn't it? Yeah, he is, Mike. I suppose. Look, he's he looks he looks like the type of wing forward that's very much in vogue now. Like Limerick have won all Ireland's with playing guys like Garrod Hegarty at wing forward, and you know it's that big, strong guy who can get up and down the field, who can almost play at five and ten or seven and twelve at the same time. That's very much you know in mm-hmm. vogue at the moment, and it's something that we probably lacked last year. That kind of mo- mobility 
between the lines. Looking at the team in general, I suppose, like it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely league team. I think Sean used the word exciting there at the start. And I was excited as well when I saw it because it kind of has everything. So if you look at the full back line, you've got, we're experimenting with Breen. Carl Barrett is a fixture there. And then Johnny Ryan is, is the new man in. And that's great to see. So we've one new guy on the line there. The half back line, you know, Ronan back at six. Great Brian O'Mara, the new man starting, who we haven't really seen before playing for tips. So there's another new guy there. Connor Stakem in midfield would be relatively new. Our half forward line is pretty much totally new. And again, identified a couple of minutes ago, I think by end as a problem area last year. So I'll be very interested to see how Keno Dwyer goes there. And then inside in the full forward line, you've got the old hands and John McGrath and Bonner with the, paired with the new man, Sean Ryan. I suppose just the two kind of things that struck me other than that when I saw the team, I was hoping uh, Shelley might start in goal. Just, I, 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 I was critical of management last year that they never settled on a goalkeeper. I hope we settle on a goalkeeper soon and we're not chopping and changing throughout the league and then we come to April and we don't know who the goalkeeper is. The other thing that struck me as well, I suppose, it'll be interesting to see in the forward line now, like we, we've kind of flagged this in the last few pods about, you know, who's going to do the scoring if Jason isn't there. You know, Ford has been racking up massive totals, you know, throughout the Munster League there for us and, you know, somebody else is going to have to put their hand up now on, on Saturday evening and, and, you know, get the 12 or 14 points that, that Ford's been getting in each game. So it'll be interesting to see if somebody takes on that mantle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jamie Barrett from Curtis Ayers is with us as well. Jamie, um, Colm mentioned um, Connor Stakeland there as being kind of newish, but I thought he was one of the real finds last year, I suppose. He, his... His competitiveness, competitiveness there around the middle of the field is really what Tip needed and and had been missing over the years. Maybe and it's good to see a guy like that and and been picked in the middle of the field. And I hope he's if he can keep up that form as a mainstay going into championship. But you you'd obviously have seen him down through the years. He, he's a good lad. Uh, Connor, yeah, Connor is a great bit of stuff. He's as honest as a day is long, and we saw that last year. He. He ran himself into the ground in his first competitive season with, with Tip, you know, and he was probably one of the real positives of last season that he hit the ground running, <clears throat> excuse me, hit the ground running, which is what we all wanted in the club. But um, he'd be, he, he'd provide legs for Noel McGrath, which is what I, I would say Liam Cal is looking for to allow Noel to float around and that he won't have to be doing all the, the, le- the heavy leg work. Connor will do most of that work for him and Connor can take a score and, you saw the goal Sean Ryan got last day. He has quick hands, he's good feet, loads of energy, loads of honesty, which is what Liam Cal wants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the two guys there on, on kind of the right of the, the forward line, Keno Dwyer, Tanakini, Sean Ryan, Temple Derry, uh, Jamie just mentioned Sean there. Sean played very well in the Munster League, Was got got a goal or two, seemed to, seemed to show well and, and has that directness that maybe we haven't had in, in the last year or two? Yeah, he has that real goal threat, like um, real low centre of gravity. He's nearly always first out to the ball. His first touch seldom gets away from him. And we just I, I know he was on Rob Downey in the court game, but once he got the ball into his hand, he was gone around him so quick. I know Rob Downey's not the most mobile chap, but he had him burned. And you can see the link-up play. They've obviously done a lot of training in terms of creating goals and finishing him. That link-up play with Conor Stapleton for the goal against Cork was, was lovely. And he's just a, he's a, he's a goal scorer. He's a real finisher. And, you know, since John McGrath has been out of form and injured, 
Jamie Callan's been missing. You know, we're relying on Mark Keogh and Jake Morris to be getting the goals, you know, not as prolific as the, the two lads I mentioned before. So to have a lad there with that real goal threat inside is, is uh, you know, it's a very positive thing. I hope he gets going very quickly in the league and builds up his confidence because it is still pretty much his first year at senior level. You know, he's been one of the best forwards in the county at club level over the last two years. Like, he's been racking up some serious forwards. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm sure... Um, I'm sure Cahill realises the quality he has and he'll probably give him the opportunity to bet in there. Yeah, I think a, an attribute of, of a lot of Cahill teams are, are goals. You know, he, he tends to, to go for, for goals or set teams up to go to go for goals and instill that confidence into him. Actually, out now, goal scorers is, is something that, that we really need, isn't it? Badly, badly. Um, you know, we, we'll ta- we take it for granted now even. I know he's not finished yet, but... Just Callanan was just unbelievable for so long for us banging in so many goals. And you know, he, he did take up a lot of that burden and became in big moments and big matches. And just you really can't teach somebody to have that a really good forward. It's it's a it's a natural thing that you just have to just have to be born with. And and to be fair to Sean Ryan, like his, his scoring totals in the club championship, like he he's been scoring a lot of goals. Um I know the Turles boys would have seen him first hand during the club championship this year. He, he just he caused a lot of problems in that game. Um, there was a lot of questions. The first year he came in the panel whether he'd be good enough. He was like he'd done it in the Seamus Arena, but you know the the Bambreen would be a different kettle of fish. But he, he brought that form forward into the into the higher grade, and he's a goal scorer. Yeah, it's exciting yeah. to see him in there. Yeah, absolutely. But hopefully, uh, they just on them as well. Like as in other other years, let's say last year, example. Like you weren't scoring goals, weren't in creating goal chances. There's games there where the opposition goalie. You know, to make a save like, like you want to be having seven, eight if you can't paper the goals and you're in a score rate, you're getting 23%, you're getting your two or three goals a game that's winning it. Like, and that's a Sean Ryan with liver. He'll get a ball, and he'll turn, and he's gone. Like, you know, and if you missed the first one, so be it. You know, at least you went and tried to get the goal. Like, like other years, lads are trying to pass the ball back out to a runner coming in and take a pop shot. It's outside the red zone, he call it from the sideline. And no, it's not, you score goals by going to goals. And that goal wasn't an easy finish against Cork either. Like, he still had plenty to do when he got it back. It was at a oh, yeah. angle. And he looked like a lad who'd be hurling into county for four or five years the way he was finishing that. So, yeah. thing, yeah. um, Alongside Sean in the full forward line column is, is uh, the great Bonner Maher and John McGrath. Great to see both of them back um, after injuries. But uh, Bonner, I saw Bonner quite a bit in, in the intermediate championship last year. And just his kind of movement and the way he opened up. Uh, the play for, for his fellow Lara teammates was probably one of the reasons they got so many goals. But uh, that experience is uh, huge for Tip to, to still have around the squad, isn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, it's invaluable. It's the type of thing that you can't, you know, much as we were saying about, you know, getting you can't really teach a goal scorer like what Bonner does as well. You can't really teach either. Like, he's just, he just he's a pure animal of a man, pure raw aggression. You know, he, he opens teams up. He lay off a ball to, to, to your finishers then who are in that red zone, as, as Sean called it. And you, you know, I think for 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 our new forwards to be coming into it to a forward line with Bonner Marr in there, like can can be nothing but a help to them. I think it's interesting as well, uh, Mike, that John McGrath starting because my fear with John McGrath is that John McGrath, like we all know about John McGrath, we all know what a fantastic hurler he, he you know he is and he was, you know, and he had a couple of unreal years for Tip. But my fear was. And this is completely unfounded because I know Cal, or you know, I'm sure most managers wouldn't be like this, but that 
we kind of wait till April and, and unleash John McGrath and the hope that the John McGrath 2019, you know, started the first round of the championship. But I think what we're doing now or what, what Cal is doing now is he's he's given John McGrath every chance to get it to, to nail down that spot, to get his form, play, his, play himself onto the team again. You know, and hopefully we'll see the John McGrath 2019 as opposed to John McGrath 2021 and 2022. And he, he's been given every opportunity now. I think as well, it's interesting. It's, it's a very much a Cal kind of a thing to leave sort of Mark Yo and Jake Morris on, on the bench on Saturday night. You know, I was initially surprised, but when I thought about it, I thought that's a typical Cal thing to do. He likes to keep lads honest, keep them guessing. You know, I think for all of us, probably Morris and Kyo would have been two guys that we'd be almost, maybe not the first two names down the forward line, but they'd certainly be high up in our, in our forwards. And both of them as well, as the lads are saying, are goal getters. So... I just thought that was that was interesting as well, you know, that that they're not starting on Saturday night. But look, it is only we have to. It's exciting. It's the start of a new regime, but it is only the first night of the first round of the league. So you know, we have to, I suppose, temper all this talk with that. Yeah, I understand that, and and uh, I think last year we went to Port Leash and, and probably struggled over over Leash, um, Jamie and. I think it was a four-point a four point win we came away with, and it was a horrible night for Ireland. But it probably set the tone for the rest of the year in that we, we, our levels didn't really improve over the rest of it. But so, like, what what will Cahill be hoping to get out of tomorrow? Like, a, a win is expected, but is it performance or? I think um, a win is expected. Let's be honest. Um, but I think what he will look for probably is. The likes of Michael Green continuing to settle at fullback. Seamus Kennedy putting in a performance going forward. And the new lads getting through. Plenty of work and getting on the ball and looking comfortable at this level. Um, he will expect to beat Leash, no matter what he says in the papers or on interviews. But, uh, and that's no disrespect to Leash, but we should be beating Leash. Um, but he will want performance and he wants work race. And it's, it's that simple, really. You know what I mean? Uh, we should be winning. Um, he wants Norm McGrath to get through the game. John McGrath to get through the game, Roland back from six years in New Zealand or wherever he was. Um, so, yeah, like you're not asking for a lot, but you're asking for a performance, definitely. Yeah. Um, Sean, uh, Michael Breen at full back. Um, is it fair to say it was probably a, a troubled position and, and one we were kind of hoping maybe that, that we'd find a full back and it would release Roland out to the half back line? Green won in All Ireland at fullback as a minor, but never really featured. I don't think he ever featured there really as as a as an intercounty senior at fullback. But this is what fourth is it three three out of the last four games that that he's that he's got the number three shirt. And um, how do you see that going? Yeah, I thought with Ronan be back, maybe Ronan be three and it might put by Amara in the six. But um, Cal's going to bring it again. So like he's going to maybe give him this game and he'll give him maybe. If it goes okay, and again, throwing against Kenny next weekend as well, you know, that will kind of be a telling kind of game as well. So, like, Cal does see something, so like, we have to kind of go with it at the moment. So, but again, there is like, you're putting, if you put, otherwise, they're putting Rowan in back really area, and then Brian Amara into six. We have options to half back, and that's fine, but it's just number three. And if Brian does go well against Leash, I've no problem seeing him in Nolan Park next weekend again. Like, yeah, um, just looking at the subs in there, and I'll bring out your, um, your your obvious obvious love of of Kiladangan. There's no Quigley on the bench. Um, is that telling? You know, with with kind of 
Hodge Campion in the Heffernan and our, our Dan McCormack, who, who got a game in the back, their names, Quigley isn't. Is, is that telling or is it just squad rotation? Um, I wouldn't read too much into it yet. Um, fairness to Quigley, I, like, he, he wasn't too bad last year. Like In fairness, it was, a, it was a tough championship for Tip, especially in the backs. We, we leaked an awful lot of scores, but in the games that the team did play well in, he was pretty decent. Like he was good enough against Waterford himself. Probably the full back line against Waterford was our best line in the first round last week last year with Craig Morgan and Barrett and himself. You know, they could quit themselves as well. Um if we're judging him on last year, like it's a bit unfair because we we all know we were at sixes and sevens and you know he's been one of the best club full backs in the county. He's probably for the last four or five years like him. I know he played against Clare in the county or in the Munster League. He started corner back and he was like a fish out of water. It's a it's full back or nothing for, for James. Um, but in terms of look, if, if you hope Michael Breen can settle in there and become a championship fullback. But if you're going to get Breen through the league, he's pretty much going to be playing every game. Um, you're going to need a backup. And <laughs> you can't be trying someone that's completely called to the position in there if something happens to Breen. So he's going to be the backup fullback, I think. Um I wouldn't be too worried about him not being on the bench against Leash, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Colm, you, you, you already mentioned that Kyo and Morris were on the bench. Uh, but it's a strong enough-looking bench. I mean, Connor Bowe is there, Ger Brown, Paddy Cadell, the champions. Ford is named, even though Sean saying that he's, he's, he's carrying a bit of a knock. And Dan McCormick. Um, I suppose the inter-county game now demands that you have 20 guys on, on every 24 that are that are going to play. So it's important that we have a bench, isn't it? And that's quite a strong one. Yeah, that actually, I, I probably should have referenced that when I was just running through the team as well. The bench, sometimes the measure of the starting 15 is how strong the bench is as well. And actually, on again, games aren't played on paper, particularly in February, but the bench does look strong. You know, as you said, Connor Bowe is a good option for the forwards. I actually, a bit like Quigley against Waterford last year, I thought Bowe played well against Waterford and he had to go off injured. And, He's a guy I, I see something in. He's, you know, he, he's, he's, he's got something about him. He's well able to win a ball and take a score. Ger Brown, you know, I think the jury is kind of out in Ger Brown a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm not, not, you know, he needs to, he needs to fulfil on the potential that 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 he showed. I mean, if you think about it, Ger Brown was coming on in the 2019 All Ireland final and semi final and getting scores for us, and here we are, what four years later, and he's still wearing the number 18 jersey. Great to see the two champions there replacing. Maybe the two Flynn's from Kildang, and if and it doesn't mind me saying that, it's nice to see you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
it's nice to see a shake up there. Um, I'd like to see Enda Heflin actually get a run as well. I think he's been mentioned possibly as a backup fullback maybe, and I don't know if, if that's ever been if that's ever been looked at or explored. But you know, one thing struck me as well thinking about this is like you know we see you know some of the players from game to game, and that's all we see them. Like there's a huge amount of coaching and training and video analysis and different things going on you know every day of the week from the management team so they're looking at these guys the whole time in training they're looking at them on videos afterwards they're doing all sorts of stats on them so you know I'm sure they're not picking Michael Breen for example at full back just on the basis of the game they're, they're seeing a whole lot more during the week and you know I think as the boys were saying let's have a look at him against Leash but you know you'd imagine the big test will be against Kilkenny and Nolan Park you know, and th- that's when he can really find out a little bit more about him. Yeah. Um, in the Heffernan, just that just, uh, you mentioned that he had a, he had a great county championship last year, um, even though someone on the pod didn't pick him on their team of the year. He was probably the best pullback in the, in my opinion, in the, in the championship or, or there, thereabouts. I thought he was West the bias. West bias. No, no. A north bias, I'd say. More so. <laughs> um that's Enda, by the way, is the person in case anyone is wondering who, who didn't pick Enda on his team of the year. But um, yeah, just I suppose moving on just from, from Tip, I think, as you said, we're, or I, I said that we're expecting a win tomorrow night. And I, I do think it's an exciting team. But just the league in general, lads, um, there's in Munster, there's three new managers. Um, Shefflin is on year two, Darry Egan's on year two, Kilkenny's, uh, Ling is on year one. The league is probably important for for quite a number of teams. Um, in the who who do you think is will will put a lot of emphasis on the league, or will teams put emphasis on the league considering what happened Waterford last? It's just a shot in the dark, Mike, isn't it? To know what what teams what way teams are going to approach it. I can only speak from from a tip point of view, really. Um, I think we need to approach it with a bit of importance. I think we need. To be getting wins under the belt, we need to be getting performances as well. Look, we can't be chopping and changing the team like six, seven, eight, nine players every match. We need to kind of get a settled look to the team because that's something we didn't have last year. Um, there was way too much chopping and changing done. I know that was probably there was probably no choice with that. From fairness to Colin Bonner, like it had to be done with all the injuries and the raw deals he got got given there mm-hmm. at the start of the year. He probably had no choice, but you know I think Cahill's probably benefited from that. From, from what Bonner done last year and he can come into it with a bit more of an idea about a settled team and as Colin was saying he's going to be looking at these lads day in day out and I think he'll know himself considering that he was on the receiving end of that league and championship reverse yeah. at Waterford last year so a settled team is very important um, we have a minimum of five games so that's not really a whole pile if you're going to be chopping and changing every game so maybe three, four changes every match and if you can get to a semi-final Go and win the thing, because winning winning finals is 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 you can't get better confidence than that, and confidence is something we don't have. Like. Yeah, and that was the, that was the one thing ended at this. That was the one thing that disappointed me actually after the Cork game in in the Munster League. I, I said it here last week as well that I just when we were in a position to win that game and win that tournament. I know it's only a pre-season tournament, but given where we're coming from, I think it would have been very beneficial to have won that competition. You know. Like we haven't, like you know, I've said this loads of times. People are sick of me saying it, probably, but we haven't won an awful lot of games since 2019. You know, if we were to go back to league and championship, we haven't won a whole lot of games. We've lost far more games than we've won. 
you know. So I'd like to see us getting back, we, you know, win every game that we can. You know, you're talking about getting to a semi-final of the league, definitely go for it. It's 2008 since we won the league, I think, the last time. You know, I think any of won five or six leagues since then. You know, we were league kingpins back then. I think we were on 19, they were on 13 or something. And now I think we're up level, they're up level with us. So, oh, they're not level. If I count it. Well, the two teams won the league a few years ago. Yeah, well. <laughs> I wouldn't be counting that. You know, so, like, I just, just you know, I, I would be saying, you know, if get go out and win every game. Like, Jesus, yeah. we're not in a position to be turning up our noses at anything at the moment. Let's get out. Let's get out and win every game. And as you said, get game time into guys, get a good look at lads. And, you know, um, and every, like, as Mike said there, like, every team, like, there's plenty of counties in the same situation as us. They're going to be starting different players and having a look and sounding things out. But, as I said before as well, it's, I just find it hard to believe that you can have a bad league and then just turn it on in championship, you know, because you're effectively going to be playing championship, what, two, three weeks after the league ends. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a tough turnaround if you're going bad. If things are on the floor, it's, it's hard to turn it around in such a quick time. And we saw last year, particularly with Tip, and I know Waterford are the opposite of that, but like, you know, you, you said like that the, the, the we started bad against... Leash last year and never picked it up. I'd say we started bad against Flip and Kerry last year and never picked it up. You know, the whole, like, you know, so anyway, look, that's just a, my my issues with last year that I haven't fully resolved with myself yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, the, the, the league, like, it's almost an inconvenience probably to get to a final of the league. You know, you've only two weeks from the final to the first round of the championship. Now, if you're Cork, you, you don't play in the Munster Championship first round, so you've three weeks. And maybe that's um, maybe Cork are a dark horse for the league, and that they, they'll be looking at it that way. And especially with, with say, Cahill's um, experience from last year, having the two week turnaround from the league. Um, what, what do you think? Like, is the league, in, the, fight, the scheduling of the final of the league, an inconvenience to teams in championship? Yeah, it is. It is a very tight win. That two weeks there, like, give or take any niggle at all, the player ain't trained week four championship, like, you know. Um, so Cork, you say, have three weeks. Cal may have learned from last year about that. But, like, if Tip get to position of being in the league final, like, in the semis, just try and get there. Like, as Colin said there, win games. Like, we're not used to winning many games or yeah. many things lately. And, like, momentum, like, I'm feeling that even getting to the league final, like we could like look at a team we out this weekend, like and there's lads on the bench that can't play like the champions. You know, there's loads of lads there could go in. Like if you have to play mm-hmm. league final, you might play lads that might exactly be in a championship 15, but around the next maybe next best five or six. You know, I have no issue with that either then if you want to like rest three lads or four is carrying something or you know, yeah, Ronan yeah. or Brian O'Mara, you know your main lads. So like I'd go off, but as you say, Cork have that extra week, three weeks is long time. So they know in her like the recovery and stuff, um. So there's no problem. But if I get there, I'd be going for it. Yeah. It, it is it um is it easier to be uh Leinster County in the and target the league, um than be a Munster County and 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 target the league, uh with, with the way in Leinster and no disrespect to the two counties, but they're expecting wins against Westmead and and Antrim. Hundred percent, and even if you start your best teams against those counties, more often than not, you're going to be reeling lads off after 30, 25, 30 minutes. Because, as you say, no disrespect, but like they, they still haven't. I don't think a smaller county like that has won, won a round robin game in, in the last since it's been in, have they? Other than 
was it the Leishman one? No, they weren't did, even in it. That was McDonald's. did Westmead be Westmead drew it? Oh, no, oh, drew drew it. It was me. yeah, they should have won. Yeah, that was an anomaly, really. Like, so you're you can just attack attack things differently when you can rest lads um week on week. You know, if you have Westmead after playing Galway, just say or Kilkenny, you can rest a couple of your key players and know that you'll probably still get the job done with the lads coming in. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's the that's the league. Uh, just uh, before you go, before we finish up, um, the fantasy hurling is is starting up this weekend. Um, John Gannon, Owen Rua hurling club, and John Gannon run it. Call Mac early, and we had him on the pod there eighteen months ago. It's a great fun fundraiser for for their uh, hurling club there in the middle of Dungannon. They do great work there for hurling. Uh, but yeah, uh, in the you were mentioning earlier on about Garoda Connor and the, and the freeze. A lot of people would have had Jason picked in their early teams, but uh, is Garoda Connor the pick for the freeze for tip this weekend? Hundred percent. You know, he's been racking up some fair big totals for you, for you all. I'm sure you're keeping an eye on it as well, Mike. He's not missing too often, um, yeah. and with Jason not on the field, he's going to be the go-to man for scores. So. I, the advice would be that we're playing against Leash and there's a possibility we could rack up a score if we get running at the early. So get on Garota Connor as your captain. Is is the Roland the goalie pick, Sean? Um man does a lot of scoring. I think he got one, two or two, two against Tip last year. Oh yeah, and I think I bottomed him from that game with never went anywhere else because I didn't have him. <laughs> um yeah, goals like that rack up points like it. As I learned, it's getting the players are going to score a Garota Connor there like that's going to pick team before four being announced, and you know, that might look at him. So, I all I want to do is not come last this time. Maybe that's my plan. <laughs> in the um, other than the tip, lads, anyone uh, to keep an eye on, um, in uh, as regards the, the, the fancy picks, uh, Evan Island, maybe from Galway, or is he is he going to get is he going to nail down a place? I suppose it, it's his year if he's going to nail one down, isn't it? Um, and, and he's a sharpshooter from freezing. I don't want to give away too much, Mike, because I want to beat you in the competition. You know, I have a few uh, aces up my sleeve. <laughs> but uh, look, we, we'll stick with Tip. Seamus Kennedy is down at the back in the competition, operating at wing forward. He'll, and he's a good eye for a score, in fairness, and he always has. He's you get the first point in the 19 All Ireland? Yeah, and he got one. He got one in the 16 All Ireland as well, didn't he? Or was it the 16 all And he got one against him in 19 too. So he's a habit yeah. scoring a lot in finals, yeah. Um, he's a good option to have there. Uh, picking those sort of players that really rack up the points if they're, they're mispositioned by uh, Owen Rua boys. Yeah. Uh, fancy Hurland is a good, it's a good old crack. It's uh, fancyhurland.ie and uh, get your teams in. And there's a, there's a Premier View pod uh, league um, I think the code is up on, on the socials, Podrick and Owen have it have it out there everywhere. So um and there's an Orga retro jersey for the for the winner um of that league. So I think we're one of the only uh, private leagues that, that's given out a prize. Uh Sean, just on, on the GA front, um two two controversies, the, the All Ireland football final and the KG Taylor issue. Um are they annoying you as much as they are me? Well, at least Kate Taylor issues kind of covered all our football replay that I think will never happen. Anyway, that's it. Unless we go between appeal, 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 and that'll be it. And as for Kate Taylor, like this entitlement of giving a private company, Crow Park, for pittance and giving a security for an event, I just don't understand it. And then people go, 
why do you need so much security? It's a boxing event. I'm not saying boxing people might be more prone to being arguments, but we know from over the years, certain hotels, people have got shot dead. Certain people associate with boxing and it's like they could be there. You need security. And Kropark went upon the best friend possible. And through that, you need security. It's simple like, pay the money uh, or don't go there. Uh, in the Eddie Hearn uh, throughout a, a bomb yesterday morning and people picked up on it that and in fairness Peter McKenna came out and he kind of put that to bed um, but Eddie Hearn is a spoofer we, uh, anyone that I suppose I'm not a big fan of boxing but I think I know Eddie Hearn is a spoofer and it, it's a pity that people have picked up on this and ran with it and making a big deal out of it and um, like it's just a pain, it's a pain in the arse really, isn't it, for the GA? I, I, I don't think he even... I know he is a pain in the arse, fairness, and he's well able to spin things to his own benefit, but I don't think he even meant it in that sort of a way. I think, I think he was... I think that comment was made on a UFC podcast or something, or a, a boxing podcast or something like that. Um, and I don't think he understands, you know, the, the relationship the public have with Croke Park and having different events there and... Um, somebody just picked it up and just blew it out of all proportion. Like it's, it's very simple. Like if they don't meet the demands of Croke Park for the price they want, it doesn't go ahead. Like it's not a charity they're running there. Like yeah. you know, um, and, and and even just for Dublin, it seems a crazy weekend to have, have um, to have the fight on with with the European rugby final, on, which means hotel hotel rooms which are at a premium at the moment will be non-existent uh, that weekend. Yeah, and I think I think um, the GA had a conversation with all the authorities involved as well that would be involved. And I think the guards were highlighting that fact that they'd be very stretched, like if they had to have that event on top of everything else that was going on there. So, like, it's boxing. Like, if you're a boxing fan, grand. Like, I'm not a boxing fan myself, but you know, the atmosphere would probably be even better. Would they sold eighty thousand tickets for a Katie Taylor fight? I don't think so. No, they probably wouldn't. Have. Um, so to have it, where is it now in the, the other the arena, the O2 or whatever? The three, three, three arena, yeah. Three, eight thousand there. Like. Yeah, that's the venue for it. It makes more sense then. Yeah, tickets yeah. would be more expensive, but sure. If you're if you're a fan, you'll go. It was more, just more, more expensive, more money in Eddie Heron's pocket and not exactly, yeah. yeah. just the headline and people jump to conclusions, not reading between the lines. Like, you know, it's then like as in there could be a GA match on it again. That's the last round in Leinster football, is it, or is it hurling? It's definitely there's definitely a weekend this weekend GA as well, like so like middle of GA season well, like you no know, like a lot of things have to go in, like there's no yeah, you'd have to be tearing up the pitch in Croke Park to fucking resod it in the middle of the year. It's, it's not exactly as, uh, that good at all to either, you know. Like, exactly, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, just on that, wasn't it madness that the Dublin footballers got to play? I, I know there's always that issue whether Dublin football play in, in Parnell Park or in Croke Park, but with the condition of the pitch the week before for the club finals, wasn't it madness that they let Dublin play? A National League game in Crow Park last weekend. Yeah, it was, but we're beating this drum for a long time, Mike. We said this every year about, about different league fixtures. And it's going to happen again in a couple of weeks because they're going to be playing Clare up there. Yeah. Do you know what? There's going to be nobody. like Everyone that supports the football in Clare is West Clare. They're not going to trek up to Crow Park for a league match in the middle of March. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely mad. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get the obsession with it. It's... And all the Dublin supporters just go to Hill 16 anyway, so the pitch looks completely empty on the television as well. Because gas yeah. last week, the terrace scene with Midler was jammed like I mean, couldn't find <laughs> any more. It looked kind of she was like, 
are they really enjoying standing there in the freezing cold? Like they're not like just doing it because oh on the hill, the boys on the hill, like you know, yeah. that's how it was. Yeah, half of them don't yeah. even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, division two football at that as well. Um, <laughs> um before we go, uh, 18 euro to go to Semple Stadium tomorrow night. Um, 18 euro for every league game, I suppose, is the, is the, the headline, but. I don't think it matters the fact that it's leash or not, but it's uh, kind of a bit pricey to follow the old GA. It's, 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 it's a joke, like 18 quid. I, I don't know who's making these decisions. Like I, I was actually pricing a season ticket for a present for Christmas for someone, and I was shocked it was gone up to 150 euros. I was like, Jesus, how could you be justifying yeah. this? And then they announced the average prices of the league tickets, and I was like, Makes sense to me now. The price price hikes are ridiculous. Um, well, still not massive any league day season ticket either. Like, unless they're going to go to every game, not, no, they're, no, not, they're going to travel to Olymp- or Parnell Park. Like, you're going to travel to Belfast. So. Well, yeah. fi- 518s is 90 euro, and you get the first round of the championship, which is probably a 30 euro ticket. So, if your team doesn't make the knockout stages of the league, you're down one year, you pretty much, yeah. And are you expecting the championship tickets to be 30 euros? I'm not too optimistic about that now. Well, that's what it was. Were they 25 for the round robin last year? Or 30? I think they were more than 25. Where the show? I can't remember. I'm not too yeah. sure. But it goes in odd amounts. Like the 18 now, it's like, ah, they're still under 20. That's where they're letting on. But I mean, it's like 18 is, it's not a difference. Like, you know. But is 18 value for the Kilkenny game? Well, that's different now because it's going to a good cause and stuff. People no, no, it's that. not. That, that's no. The, the no, first the game, game the week after. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I, 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 I it's not really. It's still too still dear. eighteen it's euros. Dear. Still too dear, like. Yeah, so it's so not just be... we're not up in arms just because it's leash. Like. No, no. Oh, that's that's a part of the problem for this game now. But we'll have the same problem coming up to the Kenny game as well. Like it's still yeah. too dear. Like. Yeah. Um, you know, some like you probably get the. The decent GA folks will just uh, put up with it and pay it, but they're going to turn off lads with kids there arriving on to the match and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just too much money. Like it's crazy for a league match. Yeah, absolutely. Right, even uh, they should have, but even on that, the hearty Munster schools and GA just came to agreement and paid double header and 20 quid for double header. Barely, you know, what's never going to happen. It's, yeah, well, if you're the GA and you're charging 18 euros to go to the leash game, I don't know what the the Hearty Cup will charge, but the the Hearty Cup is going to draw more people than the Leash game tomorrow night, and oh, then double they, probably they'll have to split evenly or whatever deal they'd come to with the GA. But I mean, we know how these different bodies kind of argue over the over how, how money is are allocated, you know. And Munster Large. probably Munster PPS probably need the. The cash, the funds, you know, to, yeah. to run their games all year, you know. Well, wouldn't want soft. I don't say who'd have ever came out again, like, just the way parents, but just, just people you know to me, just like pick one the match to go to, probably go to Hearty. That's the reason why, you know, not going to turn us twice. Yeah, yeah. Sparrow's crowd at the match, uh, much tomorrow evening, I'd say. Yeah, I think they're talking about three or four thousand. Really, yeah, there's only less two and something tickets sold. I mean, the Hearty's tickets are very slow, but no one knew. I only knew today they actually couldn't buy it on the site. So I had to buy it under now. I thought tap and go, but you can't do that either. So I see in the Munster GA site there, which is a bit pain. awkward, yeah. yeah it's a bit awkward. awkward, yeah. Something that the GA left to look at. 
story for the other day. All right, lads, it was good to be back. Uh, good to talk to you. It's getting back into the swing of things. Um, Jamie and Colm have had to jump off. Sean and Enda, thanks very much. And I'm sure you'll be at it next week, maybe again, with a review of the, the Leash game. But until that time, you're listening to the Premier View to the Radio Podcast. And see you again. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.